0: Hello everybody, it's Father's Day 2017. Thanks for joining us. Hello there, and welcome to the Believers Church Podcast. A podcast about real people, real problems, and real answers. Podcasting from the beautiful East Tennessee Mountains. Here's your host, Pastor Mike Friday. Today we're gonna to be talking about the foundations every man needs for fatherhood. You know, every every dad needs to hear the things that I think we're gonna be talking about today and fatherhood it can make a man's life rich filled with joy and laughter and give a man a lasting sense of gratification and achievement it's like a man in his fatherhood you know to me nothing more worthwhile of a mission a man can take than to start and cultivate a family and when you become a dad you get the chance to shave and influence another human's life probably to the extent far greater than any other relationship on this earth And as dads, we're on this trajectory to set our children on a journey of true greatness or in the worst cases, wound them deeply because fathers change lives. Fathers have an incredible opportunity to make a deep lasting impact. But the reality is this, being a father and cultivating a family isn't easy. I mean, it's not something that always comes naturally. You know, truth is, some of us started a family maybe before we realized what we'd gotten ourselves into or even how to do it. Even if you grew up in a home with a great dad, you can get or feel lost at times as a parent. Remember, uh, you know, that little anxiety when you first held your daughter or son and you looked into their eyes for the first time. Even during grade school years, you might feel it, trying to help with grades or behavior. And you may feel it even now if you have teenagers who argue with you and just how difficult it can be to connect. So as a parent, all of us have felt that anxiety or confusion or frustration, and it seems like once you figure out how to parent a child in one stage of life, kids transition to another stage, which has its own unique needs and challenges all of its own. Unfortunately, our culture, folks, doesn't offer much guidance. Fatherlessness is devastating today. I mean, in 1950, 4% of children were born outside of marriage. In 2007, 40%. And the research is overwhelming and powerful. Children growing up in father absent homes are far more likely to be poor, have behavioral problems, be convicted of a crime, be abused, use drugs, and more. And children growing up in father present homes are far more likely to get better grades, be more emotionally secure, be less sexually active, and to be physically. Healthier and men, I would say this the bottom line is this we need good fathers, we need men who are willing to embrace the long road of cultivating a family. We need men who are willing to admit that they haven't figured it all out and are prepared to do the work of learning how to parent well. So, I want to give you kind of five foundational truths of fatherhood, and these truths will help guide you through each season of parenting. There are principles really that never get old, that you can turn to over and over again. Number one is this, the family was God's idea. Now, I know that seems obvious, but foundational for us to remember, especially since we live in a culture that often sees kids as a nuisance and often ignores the sacredness of the family. The family, meaning a man and a woman and children, that was God's idea, part of God's purpose for mankind. And, for how we should relate to one another in this world. Now, in Genesis 2:24, we read this, Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. I mean, in this verse alone, we see God bless and encourage the institution of marriage. You see, God intended men to leave their family of origin, create a special bond with one woman, and cultivate their family. He told the first couple to be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. And he desired this family to overflow and expand with children. And he intended for families to populate and fill and govern the earth, catch this, for his glory. Now, unlike much of our culture, God doesn't see children as a nuisance, folks. God calls children a gift and a blessing. Listen to Psalm 127, verses 3 through 5. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the great of the womb a reward, like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. So God doesn't see our children as an obstacle to our freedom or burden on our income. God calls them a heritage, a gift. He calls them reward. Believing what God says about children, fully grasping that the family was his idea, can have just as a powerful effect on our mindset. And men, I'm telling you, that should just energize our involvement at home, and bring life to our parenting. Because fatherhood is not just some added to-do on our long list of responsibilities like mowing or taking out the trash. No, it's a privilege, honor, a gift from God. Now, the second foundational truth is this. Fatherhood is a God-given commission. In the military, a commission refers to an area of responsibility entrusted to an officer or a soldier. It's an area in which a soldier is given authority and responsibility to act and lead. Commissioned or officers are trusted with the welfare, moral, and the development of the soldiers under their care. And likewise, God has entrusted fathers with the noble task of nurturing, guiding, and equipping their children. Listen, for life, the high points and the low points. This commission is taught directly, and it's all throughout the Bible. In Proverbs, fathers are commanded to train up a child and discipline their children. In Deuteronomy, to diligently teach the commands of the Lord to the sons and daughters. In Ephesians, to not provoke children to anger but anger, but to bring them up in the discipline instruction of the Lord. I love what biblical scholar Andreas Kostenberger concluded. And I quote, Parents ought to consider themselves entrusted with the temporary responsibility and stewardship of nurturing and cultivating a child's heart and mind in light of the scriptures and on behalf of God. And while children ought to obey both parents, fathers bear special responsibility or disciplining their children, end quote. Now, fathering, well, doesn't just happen, we know that. It takes a certain level of deliberateness attention, and purpose. The third foundational truth is this. Fatherhood takes intentionality. You can't just outsource pa- parenting and expect your wife or parents or church or school to do it for you. You can't just hope for self-parented children. But I mean, No, good dads engage, they act, they think, they pray. It's part of the whole manhood definition, if you think about it, that we're going to just reject passivity. We don't want to be men who are passive, and we're going to accept the responsibility God's given us and to lead courageously and to invest eternally, right? Believing that through our leadership, we're going to make an eternal investment. Despite the setbacks, people may not believe us. Sometimes our children, sometimes maybe even our wives won't follow our leadership. At the same time, just rejecting this culturally detached dad who just sits on the couch and watches sports all the time and he's completely disengaged number four wise fathers focus on the heart, both their heart and the heart of the children first they focus on their own heart as men listen, we have a tendency to live out our heads, let out of our heads and our hands, and forget about our hearts, working harder and solving problems, making decisions, and you know just kind of stuffing our feelings Chris. Chip Dot, I should say, said most men live their lives never fully knowing ourselves, never fully knowing others, and never fully finding the abundant life. We spend our existence toiling to make life happen, and all it gets us is a grave, a marker, and a date. And men, listen, here's the problem with that strategy. Heart-deficient fathers can be toxic for kids. Our sons and daughters desperately need to connect with us at a heart level. They need to know that we love them. They need to know that they affect us emotionally. But if we aren't in touch with our own hearts, how can we possibly give that to our kids? Our children need to see us deal with our own emotions in a healthy way, the sadness, the hurts, the joys, the angers, and the shame. They need to see us live full lives with all of the ups and downs. But to give our hearts to our kids, we must know our own hearts. I mean, heart-engaged, full living means recognizing and feeling our feelings, being honest with ourselves ultimately giving the truths of our hearts to God and trusting him with them. Because wise fathers focus on their kids' hearts and parents are typically tempted to focus only on external behavior, right? I've been there before. I mean, just get kids be obedient. It can be exhausting, I'm telling you. Just longing for kids who don't complain, who don't talk back, kids who behave in public and don't embarrass you, kids who speak kindly to their siblings, kids who clean up after themselves and say please and thank you. But the problem with just focusing on your kid's external behavior, I'm not saying it's not important, um, well you you just might get what you're hoping for. I mean, you may get them to comply with your list of rules and demands. And they may perform for a while, especially while they live in your house. But if you don't connect with your kid's heart, you'll ultimately lose as a parent. You know, the Bible emphasizes the heart as a key to change to a full and abundant living. Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart, for it is a wellspring of life. Luke 6.45, the good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil, for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. Wise fathers are not just concerned with compliance and external behavior, but they're trying to connect with the kid's heart and to build that trust with him. Wise fathers aren't just trying to protect their own peace and quiet, they're willing to be interrupted and to pause and to figure out what's really going on inside their kids. They choose to play the long game of shepherding with their kids' hearts. And now, this doesn't mean, like I said, that behavior isn't important. It sure is. But like Jesus tells us, behavior is an expression of what's going on inside. And I cannot tell you the importance of connecting with your kids' heart. You know, both our children are different. And we cannot parent them the same way but we needed to study i had to study them to find out who they really are and find out what excites them and what they're passionate about and their abilities and you should desire dads to know these things you want to understand who they really are and what makes them different and then you want to parent them accordingly i mean you can even do a personality profile and i wouldn't recommend this until at least they're in junior high i think it's youruniquedesign.com Find out whether they're an extrovert or an introvert. And if you've got three extroverts and all of a sudden you have one introvert and you throw them into the mix, it's going to be a little bit different for them, right? And you just got to find out, study, know who they are. The last foundational truth is this. Wise fathers are grace dependent. They recognize their need for the grace of God, both for their salvation and their ability to parent well. You know, wise fathers have recognized their own brokenness and they trust Jesus to forgive them of their sins and to give them a right standing before their heavenly father. I mean, they believe Romans three twenty three, which says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Wise fathers know what it means to need and experience forgiveness from God. They know what it means to need grace. And therefore, they're willing to give grace to others and especially to their children. You know, Jesus tells us, there is a link between expressing forgiveness and showing love. In Luke 7:47, part of the verse says, He who is forgiven little loves little. You know, unless you've experienced the grace and forgiveness of God, it's going to be difficult for you to give grace, to give love, and to forgive your children when they fail or they hurt you. And believe me, they will. You know, grace enables us to see our children through God's eyes and to soften our hearts and to help us with anger and frustration and disappointment. Because wise fathers also recognize their daily need for grace As a parent, I mean, they've realized they can't do it alone. They need God to soften their hearts. And this leads men to their knees, or it should, in daily prayer to ask God for his help and his guidance. And I believe that only men who recognize their profound need of grace can in turn offer it to their kids. You see, grace says you don't have to be perfect. You realize that. You don't have to be perfect. I mean, when I think about my kids, my kids don't have to be perfect. You know, as a father, we should create an atmosphere of grace in our homes where there's freedom to make mistakes, freedom to fail, freedom to struggle with sin because we all struggle with sin. Because sometimes all we need is three words because we're going to mess up as dads. And those three words are so powerful. And they're this Please forgive me. And before I end the podcast today, let me just say a couple of words to maybe different men listening to this podcast. The first group would be the single men who are not yet dads. I would just say you need to know that there's no better time than today than to start thinking about how to be a great dad. Prepare for when and if God blesses you with children. And then to those who've maybe been the dads who've been through a divorce, you need to know that there's have been some really great dads who've fathered well in the midst of the same situation you're facing. I know it's going to be tough and face some unique challenges you will when you don't have your kids under your roof every night but i would just say it's worth doing it well and then finally a word to the empty nesters the fathers with grown kids you need to know that this season of your life is an amazing opportunity for you to help develop younger men and deposit the fatherhood lessons you've learned into those wise men give your time away to younger fathers bless others with what you've learned and remember after your kids are grown up You are still dad. Your role just may be changed. Both my children are grown, Megan and Caleb, and they're adults. I understand now that I'm more of a sounding board than anything else. What role do you play right now? If you don't know, find out. Be an influencer in your children's lives. Thanks for listening in today's podcast. Thanks for listening to the Believer's Church Podcast. Visit us online at www.believerschurch.tv Facebook.com slash believerschurch.tv Follow Pastor Mike at twitter.com slash Friday and instagram.com slash life Check out the other podcasts all about life and the world. Until next time, keep it real and come on!